The founders of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream are asked to back up their political stance and are unable to deliver anything other than a big scoop of double fudge. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, um, Axios on HBO interviewed uh, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield, the uh, founders, and now just sort of the... They're kind of like the Colonel Sanders cartoon character of Ben and Jerry's. They're not actually running the company, but they're the figureheads of the company. And uh, this uh, liberal reporter on Axios on HBO pressed them on the company's decision not to sell ice cream uh, in the what they call occupied Palestinian territories uh, in Israel uh, while they continue to sell ice cream for example in the United State in the United States state of Georgia where there are all kinds of egregious uh, civil rights violations when it comes to voting or the state of Texas where there are all kinds of oppressive uh, abortion laws in other words why do they sell ice cream in one place uh, where they disagree with the politics, but not in another place. And uh, Stephen Green, the great moment in this interview came when um, when they were asked this question and says, "Why are you still uh, selling ice cream in these in these U.S. states?" And uh, Cohen seemed just baffled and shrugged and said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Steve, how do you how do you make a political statement as a company without being called on the carpet for hypocrisy because you're just isolating your action in a particular region? Yeah, um, I'm. I just. We all know it's about the money. Let's just say that. But it's it's quite one thing to virtue signal by refusing to sell ice cream in any red state or any red county anywhere in the nation. Um, You'd feel a pinch. Your uh, your corporate headquarters, by the way, uh, Ben and Jerry's. It's not some family Vermont farm thing. They sold out to Unilever, this giant British multi billion dollar corporation. They don't believe that whole family friendly thing. It's just it's it, it's like everything else they do. It's an act. Um, it's quite another to virtue signal by writing off a tiny sliver of a market far away in the Middle East. They go, oh, we sure showed those uh, those nasty Zionists. We're not going to sell ice cream in their occupied Palestinian territories. Meanwhile, there's some there's some Palestinian guy named Ahmed in Hebron who's who's thinking. My grandfather lived under the occupation. My father lived under the occupation. I live under the occupation. But at least I used to be able to enjoy a pint of Ben and Jerry's and they took it away. <laughs> you know, Bill Whittle, Steve brings up a, a really good point here. And if Wikipedia is correct in the so-called occupied Palestinian territories, as of at least 2016, 4.8 million people living there are Palestinians. The the so-called settlers, the, the Jews who have moved into those areas, are about 564,000. Um, so the majority of people who will no longer uh, be able to get um, a local source for Ben and Jerry's ice cream, the people who are being punished the most are the people that Ben and Jerry purport to be backing in this effort. Uh, but I, I guess if you're running a company that's created a product that people of all political stripes enjoy, why would you go out of your way to just tick off one small subsector of those people? And and to con contrary to what Steve just said, uh, Ben and Jerry say, oh, no, 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 this is not about money. 
this is this is principle. Why would you go out of your way to tick off your customers? One is uh, left to question whether there's any reason behind any of this stuff. You know, uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure how robbing uh, these oppressed people of their daily dose of Palestinians and pralines or whatever they want to call their <laughs> particular uh, <laughs> brand of, of uh, oppressed uh, of people is, is really uh, going to do any good. What they're basically saying is we have this delicious ice cream. It's hot over there. You're the oppressed people. So no ice cream for you. Yeah. They're kind of like the, <laughs> the ice cream Nazis. Now, if you follow this a little further down the road, you can ask the question of, so you're protesting Israel's oppressing the Palestinians. That's right. But you do sell ice cream in Israel. Is that that is correct, isn't it, Scott? Yes. Yeah. Right. It's only in they the do. occupied Palestinian okay. territories that they. Okay. So, so no the people who are the victims, we're not going to give ice cream to. But the people who are doing the victimizing, we are going to continue to sell ice cream to. Why is that, Ben? Well, because because the Jews have got plenty of money, and these people are dirt poor. We don't cause us anything to not sell ice cream in the Palestinian territories. What's the matter with you? You're some kind of idiot. No, I'm just asking a question, sir. Yes, it causes them to have that kind of Norman vapor lock smoke coming out of the ears. Norman coordinate. They, they don't know what to do. And this is the thing I notice about these people is that they, they not only do their policies never actually achieve anything, but when you question them on their core philosophy, they just go into vapor lock. They, 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 they can't believe it. So I take a couple things out of this. First of all, Ben, Jerry, you thought you were safe. You thought you were the bluest of the blue. You're going to be the socially responsible ice cream company who's all down with the whole Black Lives Matter social justice movement. And the left has coming to eat you alive and your liberal credentials shall not save you. The mob doesn't care. You're the next ones to go down. You're on the wrong side of history or logic for that matter. So, so there's the first thing. And the second thing is, it's just another glaring example of how this is this is see Scott this is the difference between virtue signaling and virtue right virtue signaling by definition doesn't cost you anything now i completely disagree with their opinion about israel 100% absolutely in fact, I think they're 180 degrees wrong on this. But if they were saying we disagree with what the Israelis are doing and therefore decided to cut themselves out of a, out of a healthy share of, of money from selling ice cream in Israel, then that would be a form of virtue. It'd be misplaced virtue, but it'd be virtue, at least in their own eyes. Virtue signaling, on the other hand, allows you to keep all the cash and still try to Still try to wear the bona fides of being, you know, down with the people. You can take your Castro Crunch and all the rest of these things and you can stuff them into the vault where the rest of your money is. And, and this is why we will win because the people who are championing the ideas of socialism are money grubbing bastards and nobody wants to buy this idea, not even the people who are selling it. You know, it's interesting because um, I know that there are some who would agree with me politically on the conservative side of the aisle who have over time engaged in various forms of boycotts to, you know, basically say, if you people believe that, I'm not going to support your organization. Um, I've never been that way. I don't typically indulge in Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I have no 
objection to it. If somebody offered me some, I'd eat it. Fortunately, I live in Texas where you don't have to, you know, stoop that low. You can actually eat bluebell ice cream. And so you're much better off here than you would be most other places in the world. But I just think it's fascinating that it just seems to have never passed through the, you know, LSD fogged minds of Ben and Jerry <laughs> that it's that they're that this idea of saying, well, we're not going to sell in the in the occupied Palestinian territories, again, so-called, um, and it, it never it occurred to them that there could be wider implications. And I applaud the liberal journalist who pressed them on this question and said, yeah, well, you know, you're, you guys are big advocates of so-called voting rights. Why don't you stop selling in Georgia? You guys are big advocates of abortion on demand. Why don't you stop uh, selling in Texas? And I just love this quote. This is, uh, this is from Ben Cohen. He says, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know what that would accomplish, um, I don't know. I think you ask a really good question. And I think I'd have to sit down and think about it for a bit. And then a little later, when the reporter was still pressing him on the question, he said, well, by that reasoning, we should not sell any ice cream anywhere. I've got issues with what's being done in almost every state and most every country. Well, Thank you, Mr. Cohen. You have answered your own quandary. See, because the point of it is... You, at least at one point in your life, were an entrepreneur who came up with a good idea and managed to successfully market it, and you made a lot of people happy, and you made a lot of money, and that was your domain, and you were expert in it, and you did it well. Once you step outside of that domain, it's like the, uh, the hubris that Bill has talked about in the past, where once you become a subject matter expert, you think you're a general expert, and you think that therefore you should be called upon to opine on a wide variety of other issues. And, and then you become unable to see your own weaknesses. And I think that's what happens, not just with Ben and Jerry, but with any of these corporations who are trying to pose as heroes of the downtrodden in some way and using their product as a weapon in, in that battle. You're only depriving the people who would have enjoyed your ice cream that you say you support of this product. And now you have beclowned yourselves. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks for watching Right Angle. 